Welcome everyone to the Retail Corner Podcast from Proxima 360. The purpose of our podcast is to bring a relaxed and educational environment to discuss the current retail landscape, best of breed products, and retail business best practices. You will always find us talking with business users, technical resources, and retail experts on how they are and where they are headed. Welcome to Retail Corner Podcast. I am here with Tom Burgess. He is the president of Snip Media and an overall serial entrepreneur. Uh, Tom, we were talking a little bit. You're actually uh, you're coming to us from your boat today, uh, which am. is awesome. And I yep. uh, appreciate you making time for us. Um, it, when I say Snip Media and serial entrepreneur, a lot, a lot of people know what that is, but just to kind of kick off things, can you give us a little bit of background, a little bit of a... Uh, what, what your insights and expertise are? Sure. So, yeah, I'll go with the entrepreneur piece first and say that, uh, well, first of all, cool. Thanks for having me. This is awesome. <laughs> sure. And, uh, and yeah, uh, uh, it, and I'm, I spend six months of the year uh, on a boat. And uh, because we're basically running from the snow these days as I get a little late, older in my uh, years. Um, but uh, it's, it's, um, it's wonderful to be here and chat with you. So, my background is a serial entrepreneur. I've been doing startups, uh, high-tech software-based startups in the advertising space from uh, now 27 years ago, uh, 28 years ago. I've done four startups. I've been very fortunate to work with some outstanding people, and we've built four companies. And, and, and the typical path that I follow is I build them and then sell them to a customer or to another competitor or to a larger company looking to break into a space that we've innovated in. Okay. Okay, that makes sense. And so you're working with Snip Media, or are you you are uh, out into the wilderness with Snip Media right now? What are they, what exactly do they do? So Snip is Snip Interactive is a decade old company that helps CPG clients with customer acquisition, engagement, um, and uh, and and uh, loyalty programs. The I was on the board at Snip for uh, four years. And then we started to turn a solid profit as a company. And in a board meeting, we said, hey, let's let's take some of this profit and launch some new products. And I came up with an idea. And one of the other board members said, great, you do it. So I said, okay. That's what happens. That's what, <laughs> That's what happens. happens, right? But, but it's <laughs> an amazing team. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly how it goes. So, but it was an amazing team at, at SNP. Really, really good team. The founder at Tool Cyberwall has put together an amazing team over the years. And so uh, he said, yeah, come on, man, let's do it. And uh, so I jumped on as president and we launched what is called SNP. Um, payments Media Network. And SNP is, um, or the Payments Media Network is an audience. So it's a, um, a performance-based uh, reach into for digital advertising into a very okay. unique audience. And I can get into that if you'd like more details, but it's, it's not your normal um, uh, digital media audience. I'll keep okay, going. So are, are we talking like consumer shopping data? Are we, are we talking customer profiles? All right, cool. Of? So what we <laughs> did is we took the audience of banks. So our first launch partner is Bank of America, right? We launched literally in- uh, Good partner to have, yeah. Yeah, and I, I know. it's uh, We didn't start small, let's put it that way. Yeah, no kidding, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we're, we launched in about eight days uh, with them, and uh, we have 
uh, another top five bank and several other what we call publishers in our pipeline. We'll have a little over 100 million active users in our network by mid-year 24. So it's no small feat. We're on the path to a very large audience. The cool part, and you talk about data, which is the key to this, right, is that we have first-party shopping data from both the bank side and from retailers. So we're merging those two data pieces, right? So the banks help with targeting, um, attribution reporting. We know where the people shop, right? We know when they yeah. shop. And we have access to them through the bank application. So we literally in payments media network and the true sense of the word is we're putting shopping offers, CPG funded um, offers in the bank application. And the bank is pushing that to their cardholders. If you're a Bank of America customer, you're going to see this in starting in January. Uh, and you'll see that you can get discounts on grocery shopping. And that'll be SNP PMN powering that. And so we okay. use some of the first party data of the banks, but the banks don't know, and I'll just wrap up on this piece, the banks don't know what you buy, right? So we partner- Right, it has to be tokenized at some point, you know? So we, we tokenized, yeah, there's no PII, no PCI, which is payment card information. Um, of course. And, and so <laughs> we don't use any of those two pieces, but we have the behavior, right? We know where you shop, when you shop, how much you spend as a total basket. And then we bring retailers in, we put that data, both sides, in a clean room, and that allows us to see what's inside the basket as well. So a really unique uh, you know, platform, a unique network. And, um, and the banks are a unique reach, right? It's, it's yeah. not a typical uh, coupon-cutting type person. Right. It's, 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 it's very targeted at this point. And so how are, how are you seeing that uh, reach new audiences? I understand like, like with existing customers and, and, and rolling with that data, are you using it to reach new audience as well? Yeah, you know, obviously that depends on what the brands want to do, right? Whatever the advertiser is looking to to achieve. So we reach new audiences. We can help with acquisition uh, into loyalty programs. Um, we can help uh, brands that want to reach audiences that have a shopping behavior that matches their needs. Pizza. Let's go with frozen pizza, right? Um, so somebody, a brand says, well, we sell frozen pizza in large retail and uh, grocery stores. So uh, we want to target people that that buy from pizza restaurants, right? Maybe somebody that's going to a Papa John's or a Domino's or something like that. Somebody's ordering pizza. They want to shop and target those people and say, hey, don't shop out or don't order out. Um, uh, you know, buy our frozen pizza at, at the retail store. So we do those kinds of things to help them find a different audience. Right. And so, I mean, I've got teenagers, so frozen pizza is a big part of my world. So, yeah, <laughs> uh, excellent. That that, that kind of, it's kind of an interesting, like, uh, perspective on, on the customer data because it's pulling in so much more information. Yeah. And, and it, keep going. Sorry. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. And, I was going to so, say, yeah, <laughs> data data has three uses in our space, right? Um, you're using it for targeting, you're using it for optimization, and then the third use is, of course, reporting on the back end or attribution, right? So right. we have to carve that data up. And uh, when our data lake, um, and SNPs had this data lake being built oh, over a decade, um, primarily based on what's in the basket. So SNP is known for its capture of receipt data and analyzing every item in the basket. 
what you know so you get the percentage of uh of products in the basket you might get um what categories are in the basket you also have maybe a share of the basket for different brands different categories of brands all this data so since we're doing that for for a decade and now we're bringing in a uh not just the use of that data from a shopping perspective or a targeting perspective um, um but we can also bring it in so that a brand can optimize. They've never been able to do that with Snap, saying, I'm reaching these people, but now I want to reach people with these different behaviors. So we do a mid-campaign or mid-flight optimization. It's very cool, right? So we can help a brand, like you were just saying, they're targeting somebody or they're getting certain results and they say, ooh, but I, I see, I, I like the results somebody we were getting right over there. Yeah. Bingo. And so we That's can cool. alter that and change that. And so... Uh, Snip and you guys, you figured it all out, right? There's no uh, no obstacles. There's no uh, no problems with <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's the holy grail, baby. We figured yeah, it out. Yeah, it's, it's the secret sauce. It's all done. And so, um, what kind of what kind of obstacles are you seeing? Are you are you seeing yeah. anything that's uh, that's so, taking some thought? I've spent my life. Uh, finding new audiences. Um, I've been very, I was very fortunate to be um, at one point in my career um, working with some great people in a startup um, that uh, noticed people staring at their phones. Today, if I say that, most people are like, well, yeah, everybody looks at their phone. You look around uh, anywhere, everybody's <laughs> staring at their phone, right? But, yeah. uh, you know, 15, 18 years ago, uh, that didn't that that hadn't been monetized yet. So we saw people. Uh, literally, it was an aha moment where we were sitting around a trade show, and I looked around at the group behind me and stuff, and I saw everybody was staring at their phone. And I said, "Well, that's where the ads need to be." So I've spent my career trying to find those moments. And about um, nine, ten years ago, I was approached by some banks who said, hey, do we have any advertising assets that you can see? Because I had been going into, like, say, Verizon Wireless and the big wireless companies in the U.S. and Europe and saying, congratulations on building an amazing media company. And so they looked at me like <laughs> I was crazy. Who the hell are you? You know, we're a phone company. Right. And then they realized, oh, well, we are. So the bank started you know, I had the same conversation with some of the banks. And and over the last decade, I've spent my time with the banks working on uh, monetizing their data from a media perspective, exactly the same thing. Challenges are different in every sector, every vertical. The banking side is very challenging because consumers are in their bank app to pay their bills, to check their balance, to do these other things. And so we had to come up with the banks and us working together to come up with a way to create more of a benefit to the consumer. So that's why all the offers aren't just ads. The offers are discounts, cash back. Um, in some cases, right. we support points programs too, but mostly cash back. And so now the challenge was simply just to explain to the consumer, yeah, it's your bank, but look, your bank has offers that are going to save you money every day. And, uh, and and that's when it got the consumers engaged. So suddenly we started to see the consumers saying, oh, wait a minute. So if I use my Bank of America payment card at this store, then I save money. It, cash goes back to my account yeah. or cash comes off at the till. Um, so we had that barrier just to educate consumers because it was something new, right? You, you're not used to that. You, you, so, you don't go looking, you don't look, go looking in your bank app for that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right, right. So we had that barrier to, to cross. The next challenge, and this is an ongoing one, 
is to merge those two data sets. So it's, you know, a first challenge was consumer behavior challenge. Always a big, big uh, effort or a big launching something different. The next challenge though of getting uh, getting two data sets together, right? Bank data, uh, and match model. Technology-wise, that was a challenge. And also, of course, rights-wise, right? Working with these banks and making sure that, and the, and the retailers, making sure that they um, are protecting their data in every way that it possibly can. So that was a big challenge and still continues to be. Um, but it's working and results make that grow, right? So those were the two biggest challenge that, the challenges that we're still dealing with. Sure, sure. Uh, if, if I have a feeling if, uh, if you fixed all the problems, you'd be on to something else. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, challenge is what makes it worthwhile. But, um, and, and so, and so you, were looking at, you were looking at people with their phones 15 years ago. Right now, are we looking at how to, how to utilize AI, how to utilize technology? What do you see is next in this space? Ooh, in this space, yeah. So obviously AI, right? Everybody sure. wants to figure out how AI is going to work. I think it's, I'm getting AI for Christmas. It's it's so coming yeah, yeah. out. Like, <laughs> right, 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 right. So I, I think um, I, I can go down the AI path, and I'm going to sound maybe a little bit like an old man here, but I think that it's not yet figured out. I think there's a sure. ton of activity around it, maybe even some faults and misunderstood um, hopes and dreams around it. Um, uh, its place in advertising and in retail um, are not well nailed down. There aren't a lot of case studies of things that have happened, not a lot of results that have come out of it yet. So right. we tend to be in the in a bit of a wait and see mode on the user experience side. So where do you put AI too, right? So I'm talking mostly in the user experience, the campaign management. The AI that that SNP leverages mostly is the artificial intelligence of optimizing that data that you get in. So it takes the mm -hmm. data streams that come in. A six ounce box of Pop-Tarts is gonna look very different on a receipt or a POS feed at one retail chain compared to oh, another sure. retail chain, right? Totally different, it's a messy, messy data field. Sure. Next, it could be different from that same retails chain store in the Northeast as it is, you know, totally different data feed um, coming from that same retail chain, but down in the Southeast. And so we use AI on that side to optimize our understanding of the data, to optimize the signals that we see in the data based on answering the questions, what does that data stream mean? And so we spend a significant amount of effort training our machine learning technology so that our data output, because bad data in is bad data out. So training our data output um, to be accurate so that when we're working with our clients, so every day we have an AI effort um, and and our, we have a great team. We have an amazing team um, scattered around the world, actually. We've got some folks in India. We've got some folks um, in Canada and, a, and a, some in the U.S. that work together um, on our artificial intelligence and machine learning efforts, just simply managing that data. Right. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, if, if your data lake is is polluted, then anything that you're pulling out of it is is useless. And so That's right. that makes sense. That makes sense. So on a more personal note, and none of us get to where we are alone. And so yeah, I'm going to ask you about mentorship. Are you, 
have you had uh, have you had significant mentorship in your life? I mean, entrepreneurs usually do, but where 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 do you see mentorship sitting in our industry right now? Wow. So I'll give a quick about my mentorship that I had. Um, I was very fortunate early on to have my father uh, as a mentor and to have a friend of his uh, as a mentor. And I started in the entrepreneurism path before it was what it is today, right? I mean, I'm 58 years old now. And, and um, you know, I started my first company before I was, uh, well, when I was about 24 years old, I started my first software um, startup. And, and uh, you know, VCs didn't exist really. They kind of did. Like, were, you, were you coding an ASCII kind of thing? Like, yeah, yeah man. Oh, no. Literally went from DOS to Windows, right? Like, I, I lived through yeah. that. Yeah. All right. So, and and we had, anyway, so that's, that's, that's going. We'll talk about it later. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, but there were, um, there was a gentleman named Dick Morley. Um, and Dick Morley uh, was an MIT guy. And he was the inventor of the programmable changer, which um, yeah, so for some people, it's um, automatic changing of high beams, low beams, or intermittent windshield wipers. It's the little thing that does that. And so he was yeah. an incredible entrepreneur. He had boxes of patents. And I got introduced to him at a young age because I had no idea. I knew I wanted to start a company. I didn't know. So, and he became an amazing mentor, as well as my father, who was working in the entrepreneur. He wasn't an entrepreneur. He worked in startup industry, though. Um, he was military and then went into startups after he got out of the military, seeking his knowledge and his expertise. And so I, I learned from those two people. And uh, it, it was the, the best lesson I got. All right. This is this is one that I use today when I mentor people, when people say, how'd you do it, Tom? You know, I, I say, well, you know what? For, I said, prepare yourself because you will lose something like a house, a car or something. You will um, maybe ruin a marriage or a significant relationship. Um, you will definitely uh, lose credit cards and your credit score will go through the toilet. Um, and you will have uh, uh, elevator rides up and down that nobody else in a typical trajectory of a career being in an industry in a in a company for a long period of time, you'll you'll have these ups and downs, these peaks. And if you are prepared, and this is what Dick Morley said to me, he said, if you are prepared for that, then do this. And I, you know, I was a dumb kid. I was like, yeah, man, let's go. <laughs> and it all happened. Okay. It all happened. I've had cars repossessed, or at least they tried to find them. I was hiding them behind houses to hide my cars. I've uh I've I've been up and down, uh, wonderful, wonderful, uh, now I'm a, about 30-year marriage, and uh, my wife has lived with me through and throughout, and there's stories of the tough times that we went through, um, but she's, she's also uh, probably one of the re biggest reasons why I'm here today. Um, so yeah, man, that's, that's, the, that, that's the, probably the best piece Absolutely. of advice I ever got, though. But you find with the ups and downs and everything else like that, if you look backwards, it's a straight line. It's like, oh, this is where I'm supposed to be. It all it took all this junk getting there, but yeah. And so, so it's it's a straight line. It goes like this. It goes and it goes, and it goes, and then it goes, boom, boom, <laughs> and then it goes this, and then boom, boom. So yeah, it's a straight line with super spikes. Um, Nothing wrong with a heartbeat. That's right. right. So 
All right. So I think uh, I think we're reaching our, our time limit here. And so if if I had like a small business or like an emerging brand looking to looking to to understand this. Sorry. Living on a boat. You know, the both both things happen. That's okay. Yep. And so, uh, so what advice would you give to like a smaller or emerging brand that that's wanting to like use what use the information that they have and and kind of play on the field with the big boys and yeah, the, the larger um, I think the so I have kind of a couple of different things that I think about when asked these questions. Um, the first is to the youngest entrepreneur, to the people that say, I want to, I want to be an entrepreneur. I want to start a business and I want to start it in this particular category, that particular category in retail right now is an incredibly uh, chaotic space and therefore a very, very good space to be launching a startup and or launching a new product. Doesn't have to be a startup. Could be launching a new product within an existing company, either one of those. It's a very good time in retail to do that. Um, and I think it will be for uh, you know several years going forward. Um, my advice typically is uh, not well, doesn't land well initially. I say, don't do it until you have actually worked with another entrepreneur. Get into a startup feel what it's like, try to get as close to that senior team as you can, get as early in a company's uh, gestation as you possibly can, and see what it's really like, because it is not as romantic as everybody makes it out to be. And with that knowledge, um, when I, for instance, I won't make this too long of a story, but when I first launched, I didn't do that. And I had to learn all of the pit stops along the way by, you know, damaging my own face, smashing into the <laughs> wall, right? And 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 you can, nowadays, there's so many different startups out there that are looking for good, strong people. Um, and, and they're looking for athletes, right? They don't need to have a lot of experience. If you go to the right startup and the good entrepreneurs will hire people that are good athletes, they want to put in right. the time um, and, and spend at the very least a year um, uh, uh, of seeing what it's like to be in that environment, then go start something. So, I mean, that that's, I, I'm hoping I'm answering your question in the right way, but no, that, it makes that's sense. Good. It makes sense. Like you, what you're wanting is, is make sure that you know what path you're walking down before you just start running. Cause you right. could be running, you could be running East toward the setting sun because you think it's progress, but it's the wrong direction. And yeah, so, and, and, and progress doesn't always show itself. Um, and, and, and candidly, there are a lot of people out there that are going to be naysayers. Everybody hears this, right? Don't let them tell you sure. you can't make it, right? You know, that's, and I agree with that. I'm there on that. Um, in fact, when people tell me I can't do something, my my heels dig in and I go, and, you know, oh, yeah? that's who I am. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, but you know what? You, you, you Progress isn't always obvious. And and so you need that experience of the the the, the speed bumps that you're going to have to navigate um, through just the startup process, just understanding what it's like. Never mind the product and the innovation and the capability that you bring to the market. Obviously, don't do anything unless there's a, a, a well-defined pain point that you're going to solve. Um, sure. You know, that's that's the other thing. I'm not, I'm a, I'm an innovator of things nobody's doing. Um, bit of a harder thing to do, takes a little more time. I'm not a new mousetrap guy. 
Um, they're right. both are great. Both pads are great. Um, uh, in fact, you know, new mousetraps. I've had people, um, uh, other companies follow me into a space where we took the arrows, if you will, right? We um, mobile advertising. I mentioned that a minute bleeding ago. Edge, um, yeah. yeah, we were bleeding edge. What people were like mobile advertising. What are those ads on the sides of buses? They didn't understand, right? You know, <laughs> yeah. No kidding, really, truly. And uh, and you know, there there are people that came into that space and um, and, and did incredibly well based on the work we did. Those are also ran, or those are better mousetrap plays. Those are great. Um, sure. Uh, you just you just have to be ready for the for the ride. I think I think that's a perfect. Uh, uh, I think that's a perfect perfect line. Just be ready for the ride. Yeah, man. And so, yeah, uh, perfect. And so. Tom, thank you for coming out and uh, talking with us a little bit today. Uh, we're going to put all of your uh, all of your contact information, everything for SNP. If anybody is a uh, is interested in learning a little bit more, they can uh, follow through. And again, have fun uh, have fun sailing and be careful out there. All right, thanks so much, Cole. It's great being with you. Yes, sir. Bye. If you would like to be featured on our podcast, please email us at podcast at retailcorner.live or visit our website, retailcorner.live. Looking forward to having you as our guest on our podcast. And thank you so much for listening.